Listen Money Matters is brought to you by SoFi, a new kind of finance company. SoFi is helping people save money on their student loan debt. To find out how you can save money, go to SOFI.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. We're just a couple of future financiers in your ears. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? And are you still nursing the same beer from last week? So, so different Something beer. Else. And uh, Laura, Laura was outside, and we were talking about beer, because we were recording before, and she went to get me some beer, because she's, she's awesome like that. And she was telling me the names, and she's like, one of them I got you was Sexy Bastard. And, I was, and in my head, I was like, ah, my marriage is going like awesome. She's got me <laughs> Sexy Bastard. And so I go downstairs, I get ready to cord, and I'm looking for the Sexy Bastard, and I see a Scotch-style ale from Founders called Dirty Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it totally blew up my whole thing. So at least I know what she thinks of me. Um, but the beer is delicious. I kind of figured this was going in that direction. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like, okay, I haven't seen Dirty Bastard Ale, but I've seen Arrogant Bastard Ale. Mm. Yeah. There's too many bastard beers. What's up with that? I don't oh, know. Man. I'm drinking the most metal drink of all time. Nothing. <laughs> I have a bottle of water here. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I had a tiny about a, I had like, I had the pittance amount of whiskey for our last episode, which ended up we didn't do. So it's gone now. You just and, chugged uh, it? Yeah. What were you drinking? What was it? It was Bullet Rye, mm. which is pretty good. And I was actually surprised at the quality compared to like some of like the 10 plus dollar more whiskeys I usually buy. But the the cork ripped in half and stuck in the bottle oh, that's when I tried bullshit. to open it. And I was like, come on, Bullet. You can't make a quality cork for your lids. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be a, a long time Bullet bourbon consumer in the future because they don't got, have good corks. You've got a huge audience. Just tweet Bullet and tell them to go fuck <laughs> themselves and they'll hook you up or something. I think Bullet, aren't they like one of the most popular rye whiskeys? <laughs> yeah. They're going to care. Anyway, guys, today's catchphrase was we are just future financiers in your ears. And that was made up by me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Actually. <laughs> Okay, to, to tell the truth, I went back into our little catchphrase thing and I saw one that was like fanciers in your ears and I can't tell if you wrote it wrong. It, maybe whoever sent it wanted it to be financiers you're, in your you're ears. You're overestimating my effort, dude. I copy and paste and if it's not copy and pasteable, it doesn't make it to the list. Okay, so that means someone sent us fanciers in your ears. Mm. I think they wanted to say financiers in your ears, which is pretty clever. <laughs> But since they typoed it, I'm taking the credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but if you want to get your catchphrases on the show, uh, we are at Money Matters Man on Twitter. You can tweet us your catchphrases or you can email them to us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And today on the show, we are talking to Eddie Lickstein, who is the founder of both thmotorsports.com, autoplicity.com, and basically, according to Andrew, an all-around boss at e-commerce selling stuff on amazon sourcing parts and and arbitrage basically mm. uh, and a while ago we talked to oh, what were their names uh, jessica and cliff from the selling family who they go around to department stores and they buy in bulk lots of items and then they sell them on amazon fba eddie what you're doing sounds like the monstrously huge upgraded version of that like running this huge business so i'm really curious to hear about how you got started doing that well, I would definitely not discredit them. I think that's a really hard thing to actually do is to go out, find particular products. You know, I think, um, who is this, who 
who's the store chain? I know that women love the store. TJ Maxx. Yes, but Home oh. Goods. Home oh Goods. yeah. So oh yeah. That's, yeah. That's like I'm slightly mom. embarrassed. I came up with TJ Maxx so quickly, actually, because <laughs> you're like, no, that's not it. You're stupid. You can tell Laura's dragged you there. <laughs> no, but that's the right. It's it's definitely the right one. It's part uh, of the chain. Oh, okay. that's what they do. That's their whole model. Is they go out, they find, you know, special deals on things that are either off season and just buy them in bulk, and then you know they have their outlet. Now we can do an outlet through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, TV is kind of a background. So I got started in e-com 13 years ago. Uh, 13, well, now going on to 14 years. It's always been an automotive. I was a big car nut the entire time. And it was somewhere around the freshman year of college. Uh, I was kind of bouncing back and forth in New York on an internship between New York and here. And I stumbled upon a club. Uh, the club was pretty cool. It was the entrepreneurship club at my school. I would say that it's a valiant effort on my behalf again to become the president of the club within about six months, but that's because there were no active members. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was literally one of those clubs where you just sign up and get credits for it. I think I was the only person that was like, well, yeah, I think we could do a hot dog stand as its own business <laughs> on campus. This would be cool. And they're like, you, sir, you can be the president. I was like, Ooh, all right, great, thank you. I like being upgraded so quickly. Um, but one of the really great benefactors of that was we would hold a big conference, uh, and it still happens every year. This isn't a plug. I, I actually do think it still happens every year in Chicago at Navy Pier, and it's just like all the entrepreneurs get together from, uh, sorry, entrepreneurship clubs get together from different schools. And then it's just seminars uh, where they bring in people like, at the time, Michael Dell. Uh, the gentleman who was the founder of MCI spoke, as far as I remember, if I can turn back the time 14 and 13 years ago. I think uh, my school's club went to that, actually. Really? Yeah. I wasn't able to go to it, but I do remember them saying there was this big entrepreneurship club get-together conference in Chicago. Yeah, it, it has to be it. And we were actually in charge of putting it on. So That's that was, awesome. That was kind of uh, an interesting thing that I got dropped on my lap. That they're like, "Oh, you're the president, so please go ahead and put together this, you know, thousand plus person seminar uh, group." And it just freaked me out. But regardless of that, that was a catalyst that got me started in e-commerce itself. Uh, I was always selling stuff for people. So ever since I was a kid, I was selling books. At one point, if anyone's familiar with an author named Dean Koontz. Uh, oh, yeah. I sold this Definitely. guy's huge Dean Koontz collection. I, I think he was like, gonna, I thought you were going to ask us if we were familiar with books. <laughs> Are you familiar? You mean like on the Kindle? No, no, the, the like hard ones where you read. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. My grandpa uh, told me about those. What I you know. reading for? <laughs> so, in any case, I used to sell a whole bunch of stuff for people, mm-hmm. and uh, after going to the conference. I just kind of got this itch, and the only thing I knew back then was cars. I loved cars. At the time, I liked modifying them, and the only way to modify cars was to be part of a community. So mm-hmm. every single vehicle had its own type of small social community before you know social media was a word. And it was just a bunch of guys who hung out there, and there were a few vendors on there who would sell parts uh, for, to us. And I thought to myself, why can't I be one of those? And that was 14 years ago, and now we are here, and I am one of those vendors. Eddie, 
I, I, I stalked you out on, on Quora, <laughs> and um, I, I, I really liked your answers, but your answers seemed like, like a can-do. Like, someone was like, I have $2,500. Can I yes. build a knee? And you're like, you can do it. And here's 12 steps, and go, right? Like, the, answer, <laughs> the answer you gave, like, it's one of those situations where I have to remind myself, I don't actually want to set up a store because this makes me almost want to do it. Like you, you laid it out so clearly. Well, and I guess my thing to you is like, you know, you're like, well, I, I don't know. Like the barrier to entry is basically the highest ever. But I mean, can you do it? Like, can you actually create, like, can I create an e-commerce website if, I've, if I have the time and $2,500? So no BS, absolutely. And, um, and maybe I, not even the e-commerce website, but can I do it just through Amazon? Yeah, so, you know, the reason I write these in a very simple format is I want to get more people to jump away from the idea of the difficulty of starting your own business. Um, I remember, you know, I was blessed as a kid that uh, I had an awesome dad and my father helped me open my business. He helped me, you know, register it. All those fears that I had, he said, oh, don't worry about it. This is just a minutia. Let's get you to actually what you're doing. Let's get you to selling or whatever it is that you need to do. And I kind of, I never worried about that. And as I got a little bit older, I would talk to people and I would see that their barrier of entry to start a business period was they were too scared to register a company. They were like, well, this is a lot of work and I have to tell my accountant, I don't even have an accountant and that <laughs> means I have to hire someone. And I was, I would listen to them and go, guys, it takes 20 minutes a couple hundred bucks if you want to do it expedited. Go S Corp, C Corp, LLC, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. You, you can know, fix it later. The simplest one, maybe you can, maybe you can't. But you know, let's just say in theory, you just go forward. Get to your end goal. Like America was built on small business. Mm -hmm. it's, it's do it now. And I feel like in today's world, we are in currently what, I don't want to call it the Wild West, but people... 20, 30 years from now, we'll look back at us like when people just discovered oil and said, God, it was so easy to make money. Mm. You just need it. You literally need it to just throw it, you know, spaghetti against the wall and just some of it would stick and that would be money and you'd be fine. Dude, tell me how to do it. I, I have money. I have time. I, I don't care if I sell Crocs or auto parts <laughs> or dildos, but I want to, I don't know, drop ship or whatever. Spaceship, Bieber, yeah, world's teach me. most premium dildo drop shipper. Wow, hey man, I bet you, hey, that's like what three billion dollar industry, right? Sex industry. <laughs> yeah. If you have an awesome dildo, it will sell. But that's the first thing that I usually uh, tell people, and from kind of a consultancy standpoint too, just do something that you love because you're gonna be good at it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's. That's the simplest format that you could think of is if I love, I don't know, N64 controllers. So I actually have this up. I know that uh, this isn't going to be video based, but you guys can see it in the meantime. You know, here's an N64 controller. I can totally, confirm that he is holding an N64 controller. <laughs> totally antiquated, right? Like, who needs this? But I love GoldenEye, okay? Mm. And I grew up on that game. See? And that made... Like that made my Christmas for years with my friends. I was the coolest person ever when I had GoldenEye and no one else did. So if I was to say I love GoldenEye and I love N64, is there a market for it? You'd probably think no. 
But then when I show you this N64 controller with a USB, uh, I can plug this thing into my laptop and then I can mm -hmm. do it through uh, an emulator and go play Mario Kart with my friends at the lofty age of 30 where we pretend like we're 13 again. <laughs> it's awesome. And so whoever yeah. creates this can keep creating more and more products. And we mm -hmm. actually we have a customer through uh, our software company of Rejoiner. There's another plug for you guys. Don't uh, worry, we edit them all out in post. Uh, no, please do. As, as many as you just edit them out. Um, they specialize in just controllers um, that are better for gameplay, that get you to win more. And that's a huge business. Yeah. These guys are just absolutely killing it. But, dude, here's the thing is I, I love video games. I love, like, beer. Um, I, there's like tons of things I love, and I think like if we enumerated all the things I love, I, I don't even know where I would start. Like, how do you kind of find like between all the things I like, which is the one that I should start the the business on? What, what should I try? Yeah. So let's think. What's around you? What's around you right now in your room or where you're sitting that you I, like? I, I have a, a really cool beer glass. I have a really cool beer opener. You have a small cactus that I knocked over. I have small a small cactus. cactus, yeah. Okay, so let's go back beer opener, right? Mm. Let's just pretend that, well, actually, you said that you are a beer aficionado, right? Mm. You love beer. Yeah. Cool. So beer opener, what category does that fall under? That would be accessory for consummation of beer or just general accessory to beer. Mm. There's your niche. Start with that. Start with maybe you can make a cooler beer can opener or... If you really want to just get the ball rolling, so you know, you mentioned I have twenty five hundred dollars. I need to start my business, and you know, what's kind of my twelve step? Your first step is either to a get money from someone, so go mm -hmm. borrow and either buy your own, you know, beer can opener, or you can do it by doing it on your own by maybe making your first product. So one of the things that I see a lot of people do, and I mean, easiest barrier of entry is let's. Let's go back to Amazon where you don't have to build that much. You just have to match up a part number and an ASIN. Um, you go out, you're going to see in the, let's say, beer category or in the alcohol and spirits category on Amazon, granted that that exists, I've never delved into that part of life yet. Uh, you can look at the highest ranking beer opener. So just type in beer opener. It'll probably show you about a page full of them. Look for the one that either says top you know, 50 on Amazon or top seller. You can go there. You can look up that beer opener. Uh, if it looks like a model that is familiar to you, you can jump, and this is what a lot of people are doing. They're jumping on Alibaba. They're, looking, they're typing in beer opener. They're looking for a similar one. They're purchasing them, putting their own customized logo. Next step, you had 2500 bucks, right? So mm -hmm. let's say you spent a grand on buying beer openers at, I don't know, 50 cents each, something mm -hmm. like that. You didn't buy a really high quantity of them. They're not too customized. You go ahead and you go back on Amazon. You create a new product. Uh, as Amazon calls it, you are in at the back of the mall where no one can find you. So you're on page you know, 5 billion. Mm -hmm. And the way to rank and the way to move up is reviews. So your next step is to and there are still review sites. There are people that you can send products to, friends and family, whoever wants to buy it, and have them review the product. Eddie, okay. in one of uh, the things you wrote, you mentioned Jungle Scout. 
and I went there and I watched the video and dollar signs like flew across my face <laughs> and I could I can imagine how I was going to get rich. Um, is this like an like what is Jungle Scout? Is it actually a practical way to build a business? I mean, so does it work? Let me let me actually back up for one second. Um, we actually don't. I've tried a few experiments mm-hmm. in regards to these multiple different types of software. And actually, uh, why I wanted to back up, I don't want to. I feel like I always plug Jungle Scout, like I'm working for them or I get kickbacks. I actually mm-hmm. don't. Uh, I don't get anything from them. I really like the idea of the software. And their software is similar to theirs. They just kind of win the market share on it. So, mm-hmm. from what I see, and I mean, I'm not the most in-depth IT person uh, when it comes to, let's say, coding, but I do understand process flow. So it looks like what these guys are doing is they're tracking how many items are selling on Amazon by probably scraping that item for a certain amount of time and then getting results. That's what everyone in the e-commerce world wants to know, right? Mm -hmm. They want to know how many of item XYZ is selling. And you want to look for that sweet spot because you obviously know that you know things like Ray-Bans or I don't know name any other popular top seller, some kind of you know top end toothbrush or whatever is mm. selling like crazy. But the barrier of entry there is they're not going to be able to get the price for it or the supply side. So people yeah. are looking for this like gray area where it sells maybe twenty or thirty a day. And not there's not that many sellers. So part of that formula of what I write, you know, that like that I guess that post of the twelve steps is go on Jungle Scout, pick some products that you're already emphatic in, um, choose the ones that are some top sellers, some medium sellers, put them in. You know, they do have a trial period. You can pay for the service. It wasn't even that much uh, per month, as far as I remember. It was like forty or fifty bucks for the basic package, and that's it. And then you can start to see how many are actually selling. So. When you go and buy a product, you're completely risk averse. You know that by the time you get your beer can openers, once you put them up, as long as you get the ratings and you get within the first page, you'll be selling roughly as much as that next guy, or that will be your goal. So you literally rinse, repeat that over and over and over again, and then just use the money that you make off the first sale of beer can openers to go a little bit further into the alcohol industry or alcohol accessories industry. So say okay. I go sign up for Jungle Scout or, or equivalent, right? Sure. And uh, I, I find that, you know, I don't know, apple-shaped beer can openers sell 20 or 30 a day. You know, there's not much competition. And uh, then what? I, how do I find a supplier? Okay, you can go to Alibaba, but if you're going to type in, what you say, pear-shaped beer opener? or Sure, yeah. Yeah, pear-shaped beer opener. Um, you know, through some of the poor English listing that uh, is available on Alibaba, you might not find that. You might have to scour through a bunch of pages. You can try looking locally. Um, one of the suggestions that I made that I think is a little bit different than everyone else's, and you know, it's not exactly the nicest thing to do to a retailer. I mean, I'm going to put it out there, and you know, we've created our own products in the past, and. Uh, it would be unfortunate if someone did this to us, but figure out who the supplier is. You know, a lot of times it's not just China producing all these par- products. It's mm-hmm. uh, companies that are here, they're local. And so if you see someone with a general name like Wholesalers Unlimited, 
they more than likely, if they have you know a thousand plus different SKUs or ASINs available that are unique, they more than likely don't have all of them on hand. So they're not they're practicing a dropship model. So okay. that means when you place this order, it's going to come from somewhere. I mean, you're dead. Your dead nuts giveaway on that is if the lead time is going to be a little longer than usual. Mm-hmm. So if they can, if it's a prime item, that's a tough one because they've sent it to FBA. But if the yeah. lead time, let's say, is like seven days or eight days or nine days, it's got to come from somewhere else. It's not that their facility takes you know four or five days to package the thing and then send it out. So let me okay. Ask you. So you're saying um, these sellers don't even have their own supply that they bought from a supplier. They're just a middleman sending the order to the supplier. That's correct. In a lot of cases. Yes. Okay. So, so if oh, you find something it. on Amazon that's not Prime, mm-hmm. um, it, it is highly likely that you could, with a little investment, buy a bunch yourself, send it to Amazon, FBA style, and just beat them because you're part of Prime. As long as you can compete on price. Yeah. Mm. Because you're going to be shipping probably at a lower rate, especially if you're new and don't have you know a really great negotiated um, mm-hmm. you know UPS or FedEx account. Prime's going to do a better job, and at that point, it's so hands off. Like, yeah, I'm. I what I said before is you know people in twenty thirty years are going to look back and go, Jesus, it was so easy to make money. I mean, just Dude. send it to Prime; they do everything for you. You don't yeah. need to have a customer service department. You don't need to have a logistics or fulfillment department. You don't need to do much except figure out where the thing is, buy it cheap, and then have the ability to tag it and send it properly to Amazon. I, I, I get that there's like a million factories in China cranking out like Mardi Gras beads and like all kinds of like ridiculous stuff. But how do I find the factory, hope that they speak English or something, and how do, how do I like close this loop? I feel well, like the, the mystery is the China end or the Indonesia, wherever it's coming from. Well, let's... I want to be kind of up to the times when I give you guys responses, especially with what's happening. So, mm-hmm. and I really, I want to support the U S as much as possible for what we produce. Uh, you'll have a really hard time reverse buying and figuring out if it's from China. There are some drop shippers that do do that. Like I got a bunch of keychains that I was looking for. Uh, and I ordered them from a seller that said it would take 14 days to get here, like 15 days. And I thought, okay, probably coming from, you know, some dropshipper, they don't have any inventory. They're just giving me this, like, window of general accepted delivery. So either they'll get it a little bit earlier or a little bit later, but it's within this general window that I'll be satisfied. And it ended up that my 35-cent keychain, or I'm sorry, it was like a $1.30 plus $4 to ship it, came directly from China by China Post. And I was like, holy crap, this is literally coming in one little baggie that's coming directly from China all the way here. At that point, there's your reverse engineering of buying from China. Mm-hmm. I know where the or- origination is. If I can look it up, or if I can contact someone in China Post, if I have the uh, Mandarin skills, let's say, to contact them and, and figure out where it's shipped from, cool, I can do that. But that's really difficult. So yeah. most people just turn to Alibaba and try to get a similar item. What I would suggest is... Try to find, when you're ordering in these items, you're going to stumble in on a couple that are coming from the U.S. And Mm -hmm. that's when you can make kind of that split move decision to call 
UPS and ask where it came from and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, by the way, any retailer listening to this or supplier will absolutely hate me for saying this because <laughs> it literally mm-hmm. is the antithesis of what we stand behind. Um, everything that comes to purchasing is always very closely hidden. Like I remember yeah. when I got into this industry, I would uncover suppliers and it was like finding the golden goose each time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is going to change everything. And they're not, I mean, nowadays they're getting a little bit more public. You could find them online. Uh, and we have jumped into a little bit of different industries over the years because of that. Like we've gotten into power sports uh, or, you know, your motorcycle, ATV, sleds, stuff, things of that nature uh, by doing some simple searches. And then at the same time, we did do reverse buying. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the different ways that you can do it. Why so, don't the distributors go directly to Amazon? Like, why do they wait for you to buy it and make money? And why don't they just do it themselves? So here's your big catch-22. This is a twofold thing that's happening now. So there's big pressure from China, right? So right now we have a bunch of Americans who are jumping on board. They are opening up an Amazon account because they can. They're using their credit cards. So right now we're at $0 leverage. We're just mm-hmm. at debt leverage. So Chase Bank or whomever you are is financing their endeavor. Uh, they're going out. They're buying a ton of product from a Chinese supplier. And then they're putting it up on Amazon. They're making you know four or 500% on the actual sale, going back to the supplier and doing exactly what I was talking about, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. The supplier in China, you know, they're not dumb. They figured this out quite some time ago, and Chinese money is pretty damn strong, as everyone could see uh, across the country and all over the world. So now more and more Chinese suppliers are just going direct. In our industry, there's many distributors and manufacturers who sell directly to Amazon. They just treat Amazon as another client because Amazon has this kind of dichotomy, right? I think the split was 70-30 last time I talked to someone there. 70% 70% of their sales are from uh, individual sellers. So that's, you know, marketplace. It's just generally people who go out there and list products. 30% and growing is themselves internally. So most suppliers just go, why wouldn't I send to FBA? It's yeah. just like me sending to Amazon. And Amazon also has a secret buying team that does a great job where you can just sell directly to them. So they kind of cast a wide net. Uh, every single day, and they're looking for usually branded products. And if you have one, supply it to them. They'll buy it from you in bulk. They pay you uh, in a decent time manner. And so that is something that is happening. So why I write these go-tos, or how-tos, I'm sorry, is it's going to dry up. These tactics are so simple that they're going to dry up. So you better do them now while you can. Take what you can from them and move on. It's not like... You're building an empire. People forget about you. Yeah, this is something an AI is going to do very soon. Or, yeah, AI can easily do this. It just doesn't need to. You don't need humans to do this. We're just, we're kind of like the meat in the middle. Are you one of the 40 million Americans struggling with student loan debt? You're not stuck with your current student loan rate. Refinancing with SoFi can help you reduce your monthly payments. We always talk about taking free money, and on average, SoFi customers save $19,000. They're not just a bank. They have a stake in your success. SoFi's free services include one-on-one career coaching, salary negotiation tips, resume building workshops, and personal brand building advice. 
They'll help you get out of debt and build wealth. Ditch your bank and find out how SoFi can help you at SOFI.com. Terms and conditions apply at SoFi.com slash legal. We're always talking about saving money, and there's a new app that puts cash in your pocket for everyday shopping. It's called Ibotta. That's I-B-O-T-T-A. No coupons or remembering promo codes. Instead, download the Ibotta app to earn cash on groceries, electronics, restaurants, clothes, and of course, beer. Just unlock, shop, and get cash. Download Ibotta free from the App Store and get $10 just for trying it when you enter the code MONEY. Ibotta, for cash back every time you shop. I find this fascinating and I haven't even started yet. I'm like already feel like I'm slightly addicted because it seems like pretty straightforward, right? And if you have like, say, 3K and you just kind of want to play a little bit, you know, this could be a good investment to play with. Mm-hmm. How easy is it really, right? If I get Jungle Scout or I've, I've bought something in the past that took seven days to arrive and it clearly didn't come from Amazon, you know, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll start there. Like, how easy is, is it to stand this process up? Well, in what way do you want to? What in what way do you want to be validated? Let's put it this way: like, you're you're hot on the trail. You feel like you can do this. What would kind of drive you over the edge to make this happen? Do we I, need to do like a Tony Robbins where I hold up a check? Uh, I feel like, like it's I, the hours I, per week maybe. I, I think I want to like, first of all, I selfishly want you to tell me because when we hang up, <laughs> I'm going to begin my research and start. Um, <laughs> and Laura and I are going to do something. But for, for the listener, I want them to kind of like eyes wide open. I, I don't believe that there's such a thing as get rich quick, right? There is money and risk involved and there's effort involved. And I kind of want you to like spell, like smack me in the face with it. Like, Andrew, it's going to cost 5K. You're probably going to lose 2K. Uh, it'll take three months and then you'll, then it'll like catch sure. on. Or let's I, I don't do, know. Let's do a time for it, time and money, right? Because mm. that's what most people are working with. The idea is to free yourself of the job that you're in, if it's something that you don't like, and go off and do it on your own. So that's where most people sit, right? Like you're mm. sitting with your wife and you're thinking, okay, how do I make some extra income that can then become my full-time job so I could potentially leave whatever I'm doing? And I'm not saying that you're in that position. I'm saying that most people, that it, that's kind of the archetype of the human being that is looking to do something like this, is to free themselves, and it's not that difficult. Um, from the steps that we talked about, so let's talk about time. Your research that you're going to be doing, Jungle Scout takes, let's say, 48 hours uh, to look up products. It's going to take you about, I don't know, let's say if you're really good at making quick decisions, it'll take you about three to four days to decide five different items that you like. Mm. And you can just walk around your house. Like, think of the stuff that you've ordered online. And even better yet, if you've ordered stuff from Amazon that's not a big name brand, go look at that stuff. You know, go look at like the potato peeler that you bought by no name company or the uh, garlic crusher or the knife sharpener or Mm. stuff like that, that you didn't go out to any big box store that you just went and bought. Put them together and go, okay, what am I good at? What would I be able to bring value in? Basically, how would I be an expert where someone is not? And I mean, this is kind of the same, it's, this is like the idea of self-help, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I know a tiny bit more than the guy next to me, 
I technically can write a book, right? And that guy next to me will read my book. I hate to say it. And there's a lot of people who are unfortunately on that mantra right now and trying to extort that factor, but that's where our world is going. And so pick something that you think, okay, I'm, I love carrot juice and I make it every day and I know the best taste to it. And I know exactly how my you know, carrot peeler needs to work or whether it's a potato and ca- or carrot peeler. And I think I'm going to be good at carrot peeling. Cool. Uh, your next step that you're going to do is you're going to jump on Amazon. You're going to type in carrot peeler. So you'll see how many people are selling it. If you have 15 pages of people selling carrot peelers for like 50 cents each, okay, the chance that you're going to start to rank really high is going to be difficult because you're going to need to get garner reviews. You're going to need to give some of these away or you're going to have the coolest carrot peeler at, the, at a competitive price. Very hard to do with a very you know, antiquated type of device, mm. let's say, unless you are an amazing engineer. So let's say you sort through some of these items, you find the one that you like, and boom, Eureka, you find one that you have, I don't know, let's say there's 10 sellers of it, mm. okay? And there's 10 sellers of it, it has a decent price tag, so maybe it's like a little bit over 20 bucks or 20 to 50 to 70 dollars where you think, okay, if I buy 100 of these, let's say I can get them half off what they're selling at. If it's 20 bucks, it'll, I can get, you know, what? If they're each 10 dollars, I can put in a thousand dollars, I just got a hundred. I think mm-hmm. I can negotiate with some factory or whoever the supplier is. If I say I want to buy a hundred of them, they'll probably listen to me. That doesn't sound too crazy, mm-hmm. right? So now you're, you haven't spent a dollar yet. Um, you're probably about a week in. The first dollar that you're going to spend is you're going to go out and buy from probably what? The top three, top four suppliers. You're just going to order it. Just mm-hmm. order it and have it come to you. Cool. You've ordered it. Um, three out of the four that have arrived were from somewhere you can't trace them. You the tracking number didn't work, they didn't provide one, they just said item ship and then it arrived. Or you call UPS and FedEx, they tell you I have no clue. You know, you, you try to play all as many games as possible, reverse address lookup, nothing. Hmm, unfortunate. Okay, three of those, you now own three carrot peelers. Congratulations, <laughs> give them to friends and family. We can maybe consider that a net delta of zero if you give them out as gifts to people, because you wouldn't need it to buy them anyways. So you're some nominal amount in, right? You're like mm. 60 bucks in or 80 bucks in. One of those is successful. Awesome. One of those you've looked up. You got the supplier. You call the supplier. You say, hi, I want to buy X amount of this. Supplier goes, cool. Um, are you in this industry? No, I'm not. Okay, what are you trying to do? I want to buy 100 of these. Maybe is usually the answer. And that's the part that it's not difficult, but you need to be a good talker. You need to be honest, and you need to explain. A lot of times, suppliers will say, I'm sorry, we're not looking for more people to, you know, it's a zero-sum game. We like the people that we already sell to. There's no reason for us to open an account. That happens a lot um, because you're not bringing really extra value. So if you say you're selling them at, like, craft fairs and, you know, stuff like that, they, they might bite because you won't be competing directly. See, I didn't say that. I feel that you can say that, but I, as the retailer... And, and the nemesis for saying that. So retailer now I got you. Andrew. So the yeah. whole thing is, as so, long as you don't say I'm selling them on Amazon, they will probably sell it to you. Let's say they're. 
I, I can I cannot confirm or deny if that is actually true. But uh, I'll say I'll, you, we'll I'll take it as a this, probably. Let's put it this way: mm-hmm. if you can prove, and you really should, if you can prove value add of that supplier selling to you, and that supplier actually cares about what they do, you will create a partnership. And that will be more valuable than doing a one-time shot of buying something from someone who doesn't care. And so if you're clear that you're trying to set up a partnership, it's like, this is not the first 100. I know that my craft fair people want carrot peelers, and I'm going to come back in two weeks, I'm going to buy 200. Like, and if you kind of take that angle, you think it'll be much more likely that it'll work. I would say that it is much more likely to work and it has to be honest, right? Because mm. you can, I mean, you can jump into so many different industries and burn people, but we see those companies all the time and they're, we call, I mean, they're fly by night, right? They're, they're in one day, they're selling super cheap, they ruin the market, they're the price whores, they're the ones that we absolutely hate that have horrible customer service, and that's it, and then they disappear. Well, and what then customer we, service? Don't you just oh, send yeah. it to Amazon? And then Amazon takes care of it. Right, and... This is what I'm talking about when it comes to e-commerce. So I've had the life where we've had to build everything from scratch, our customer service department, our procurement department, our marketing. Everything mm-hmm. has to be done by us. The fear that a lot of people have is that all those, those three things are all done for you on Amazon, yeah. all of them. Mm. So that means the fourth thing that we've always done really great is purchasing. But we've been honest. We've said that we're going to build a following for your products. We want to sell new stuff. We're going to stock it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now people don't have to do that. Now mm-hmm. people can just, they can technically make something up. They can go buy it. Uh, and if the, you know, supplier is hungry enough, they'll go ahead and give it to you. Dude, and, so I, I think I think we're like, like yeah. two-thirds of the way through the journey. You've so built yeah, you're, the, the relationship you're with the supplier. Thirds, you're two-thirds of the way there. You spent $80. You're probably about two, maybe three weeks in with all the conversations, emails, whatever. You're talking to a U.S. supplier. Your next step is to pony up and buy it. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, no supplier will give you net terms. So no supplier, unless they're crazy. Net terms will, meaning you buy it and pay for it in 30 days. Correct. Mm-hmm. 30, 60, whatever it is. You know, It's basically the old adage of the the handshake, right? Like, I will pay you, sir, in 30 days, and that I promise. And if not, we'll break your legs. But Mm. unfortunately, (laughs) that doesn't really exist. In today's world, they're going to take plastic Mm -hmm. uh, or digital money in some way, shape, or form. So in this case, it's not something that I usually recommend to uh, start out with. Yes, to the faint of heart, don't use your own credit card. Don't put it on the line. But hey, you have to put stuff on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, as much yeah. as I've written about it and you see that investors always write, please raise money, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, the, every single business will always fail when it's undercapitalized. They're not wrong. That is the biggest reason for business failure, undercapitalization. You want to have a robust business when you launch. But what you're doing here is so one-dimensional Mm. that you can possibly take the risk mm-hmm. if you'd like. Um, you can try as long as you know you can pay it off. In worst case, so if you own $1,000 of this $20-plus-dollar carrot peeler, no one's going to kill you at home and you have the money to pay for it. And they Don't, ship this to you, right? Directly to you? Well, then this is where it becomes interesting. You probably set it up to ship straight to FBA, couldn't you? 
Yes. So now there are some suppliers that are allowing you to ship directly to FBA. Amazon also now makes it a lot easier to do FBA. Um, you know, a year or two ago, you had to go through a really long process. Doesn't that blow up your spot, yeah. though? Because you ship it directly to Amazon FBA, like, ah, not craft fair or whatever. Or they're like, well, we just do that ourselves anyways. Well, I think he was saying, like, the whole time, you have to be honest about where you're sending it. Yeah, so. you, you got to be honest. And again, you're We're showing based, your true colors, Andrew. We are basing this all <laughs> on the fact that everything that you're doing is in a limited time frame. You are not mm. really building a strong, heartfelt business at this point. Mm. You are literally making money. So this is the equivalent of how to trade and make money. You're not really doing anyone a huge benefit. You're potato peeler or whatever you, you're so, making. Fine. It's not Look, that much better. Dude, I, I, I'm with you. But um, then if I want to create the, the peeler.com website and be the premier location for peelers, uh, I'm probably selling to Amazon anyway, right? Like, how am I going to... They have all the clients. People trust Amazon. They'll give Amazon money. I, I don't know if they would give peeler.com money. Well, that's in that case, this is when you raise. This is when you raise money, when you build a substantial business, when you prove to the world that whatever's available on Amazon is just petty parts and you are the leader in it and people should buy from you. Remember, Amazon today is not 100% of the internet sales and neither is yeah. eBay. You know, you have one in four customers. I mean, it's huge. The footprint's massive, right? 25% of sales go to them, but that's 25%. That's not 95%. Mm -hmm. It's not like mm -hmm. we're scratching the surface and trying to figure out. It's like Cisco, where Cisco owns, what, 90%? 5% plus market share of everything that powers the internet. And then you have like IBM and everyone else fighting for the other small percentage. This is, you still have a really big chance to make a name. So what I write to people with in these 12 steps or in kind of a step format that's easy is how do you make money as fast as possible? I'm not trying to show them how to make a overly sustainable business. If you notice in a lot of my posts at the end, I write, take the money that you've made Start a website, make your own brand. Mm -hmm. When you do that, then you put really put uh, skin in the game. That's where yeah. you know your marketing skill comes out. That's where you start to think, well, how can I make a better peeler? Or how can I sell products better? How can I deliver them to people so they're happier? That's when you can get creative, and that's where those suppliers would start to respect you more and say, mm -hmm. well, they're bringing us new revenue they're really creating a market. Mm. This, yeah. what we're talking about, and I, I just want to make it clear so I know that people already hate me that are listening. Yeah. Are you uh, kidding? That they're like loving you right now. <laughs> it's just to make money. So and use it as like a spark or yeah. fuel. For well, the use, it as a, use it as a spark. I mean, yeah. some people raise money as their financial spark. Other people want to do it on their own. You want to do it on your own? Cool. You want to make mm. a couple thousand extra bucks in the meantime You know, per month? great. You know, how different is this than Uber? If you want to, you know, Uber every day is telling people, go drive Uber, make an extra thousand bucks. But see, thousand, two thousand I feel like this is, you stand up the pipeline and then it doesn't require your time afterwards, right? Because you got the supplier, it's sitting in Amazon, people are buying it, you refresh yes. FBA and you do, you then you drive for Uber. So you're driving for Uber and you got this pipeline going, but you can only make money for Uber as the amount of hours you have in the day. Right, you're trading so, time for money. Yeah, here's like the philosophical part of it because I, I like what you're saying, Eddie, about 
having kind of a long game mindset here and building your own brand around it. Otherwise, you're just using ex- existing logistical trade architecture yep. to really add no value other nope. than for a limited time, people can buy a peeler for 10 cents less and then you fizzle out. And the risk here is that there's like an unlimited supply of chumps who will do this and eventually strangle all the legitimate people out of business unless they have something else they compete on. So yeah, I think we should highlight that. Like if you're going to get into this, there should be some sort of longer game mindset. It shouldn't just be, I want to set it up and then, and then do something else. Yeah. I think, you know, morally speaking, and especially being in this industry for 14 or 13, 14 years now, um, I really would like to see more people create great ideas and bring Mm -hmm. a value. You know, this, to free yourself from being at your nine to five, get you can get a taste of it with this, but remember that you are not doing any good. It's the same thing as people who trade. You are not adding value to the world. You just are not. You are yeah. literally taking away, it's one pie, you're taking away from someone at one price and they were, you know, they didn't see something, you found that opportunity and then you sold it at a higher one. You're mm-hmm. not really doing anything great. Um, but you know, it's not like stock traders, brokers, and you know Wall Street is a, uh, poor these days. So, yeah, it does, I mean, it does work. It's just a moral choice that you want to make. The cynical person is going to say, "Yeah, well, the you know the big retailers already got enough money; they can they can handle losing a little bit." But I really like thinking about it from your perspective and what kind of value you want to create, with emphasis on that word value. You know, that's like this whole system sounds awesome from like a logistical standpoint and like a geek standpoint like oh there's all these moving parts but yeah you just got to have a long-term view i think yeah i love the way that you've done it like eight million parts at your own store is insane yeah so i mean again not to go back to plugging our own store stores uh we want to bring people a solution to shop in one spot Mm. you know sometimes we think we're like we are kind of the amazon of auto parts um but that's, that's what we're trying to bring people is that you can buy anything and still get it within the same time frame. You can still call us. And, you know, the big difference with us is we have a specialty staff that can help you install it. They can help you out with your build. You know, they're actually there to talk to you. We have human beings on, on staff who are there um, to be able to do this for you. And we're all gearheads. We have, yeah. you know, a giant, I would say, I'm sorry, it's a small office, uh, not too small, but... You know, we are X amount of people strong, and we all love cars. I compete in racing. My business partner competes in racing. Uh, my The guys for TH Motorsports and some of them for Autoplicity as well also go to, like, events, track days, car meets. I mean, we're in the industry. We love it. So coming to work, you're improving the community if you can give them something good. Yeah. Whereas... In the examples that we're talking about with the 20 plus dollar potato peeler, or sorry, carrot peeler, um, you're just trying to make money. But maybe mm-hmm. later you can try to do it too. And, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Like when I was a kid, when I was, I was 19, when uh, I started what is now TH Motorsports, I just thought, I, I guess I'm good at, I know cars, and I guess I can influence people, and I like talking to people on forums, and I can yeah. help them and help them save money. Maybe I can make some money out of it. So, and that's all I thought. It's not like I had this grand master plan of doing anything. Of because, adding dude, this I feel dirty after like dragging. <laughs> I feel like I dragged you by your feet, and you're like, 
fine. I'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> and I feel like such an asshole because, like, nah. but I mean, is, is this is how people start, right? Like, you have yeah. to, like, you create the first. You sell the carrot peeler, and you've sold a thousand, and then you realize how to make a better carrot peeler, right? Like, I don't. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. start? Well, it's like the classic development of just the person. You know, you start out as a kid, you're entirely selfish. And then you start to take a more holistic and more beneficial and benevolent view toward the world. And I think that's how we start with business, too. Like when I started my my site, I wasn't I didn't have a big grand vision. I was like, yeah, I think I can help some people out. But this will also look really good on my resume. Mm. So I don't want to make you yeah. feel bad, Andrew. I don't want to make you feel bad for like I mean, not starting out with. No, the no, no. And, like it, and it doesn't matter. But, Andrew, it's <laughs> no, dude, yeah. I am not going to we're not going to hang up and then I'm going to go cry. Like I, I want to say <laughs> I don't feel bad. And like you, Thomas, like you want to do this for your resume. I created a list of money matters to make money. And mm -hmm. then it wound up becoming that I spent hours and hours like answering people's emails and helping them. And, and it, I, like, I grew this love for doing yeah. this. But I think uh, I, I want people to see like the real side because like you said, Eddie, your dad instilled this like ability that like you can do it and I'm going to help you. And I want to say like that is awesome. And I, I was also spoiled or lucky to have a similar setup, but most people don't. And I think, like, you almost have to spell like, like, dude, just do these eight things, and then like the path will illuminate itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we can keep going with the whatever the next steps are, but I think you guys got the point. The main yeah. reason of why I inject, pick a product that you like. Because if you like that product or you like what it is, you're not going to want to drive it into the ground, right? Mm, you have right. some, maybe it's minute, but you have some emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're not going to want to just exploit it. If you pick something, again, if you have no passion behind potato peelers or uh, carrot peelers, like, you're not going to care. You're not going to care about the carrot peeling industry. You don't care that you just eroded a whole bunch of sales from someone or that you know, this commonly happens when you sell the same brand. The cheapest seller will be out there. You'll be more expensive and reputable. You'll get the call. You will do all the work. You will let them know about how great the product is, how it can work with whatever, you know, if we go back to headphones, how they can work with your uh, laptop really well and they have like some of the best noise canceling and blah, blah, blah. And they go, cool, thank you so much for that information. And they hang up the phone and go buy for you know for two dollars less. Yeah. So and that's the tough part is I love telling people these steps and saying you can do it because I want them to holistically be able to start their own businesses. What I don't want them doing is just kind of like nomads going, you know, industry to industry and then just cannibalizing every little bit and then moving on to the next one. And then throwing it out and going, well who cares? It's like throwing trash out, right? You yeah. threw you threw trash out. You're walking forward. You don't see that trash. The next person sees mm. that trash. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, the the more you're able to systematize and kind of box up a process and make it more accessible, the higher the risk becomes. That that's going to happen on a large scale. So let's let's put it that way. Step one: pick something that you really like and make an honest, wholehearted decision that you will bring some form and value, whether it be now or in the near future execute on that.
and make sure that eventually you have a long-term goal. Because if not, you're going to be chasing yourself a lot too, right? Like these guides are great for one product, but then at the end I say, rinse, repeat. Well, uh-huh. What do you rinse and repeat it? If I just did potato peel, oh, God, I keep saying potato. I'm just going to call it potato peel. <laughs> it's just easier. To say, it's two peas, right? Carrot peeler is weird. Potato peelers. So if you have these potato peelers, what are you going to get into next that you're emphatic about? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, other stuff in the kitchen? Okay, cool. If that's the case, maybe you should start looking and thinking, maybe I'm good at, I could be good at creating a kitchen store or helping people out in that mm-hmm. sense. And then, you know, you get like a brand like, OXO or OXO, I'm sure you guys have seen it, own some of their stuff. You know, now it sucks because they're such a deflated brand because of Amazon and their products are priced the same as like the no-name competitors. Those guys are a huge uh, industrial engineering house. Like, they're amazing at what they do. They literally took every design and said, how do we make this better? Mm -hmm. So maybe do something like that. But regardless of what it is, you know, where we start off with the steps, you, we weren't, you were already talking to the supplier. You now have spent your first dollar amount. Technically, you haven't spent it. You've put it on credit, so you have 30 days to pay it back. Uh, if you're on a charge card or maybe you have some kind of 0% interest payment plan and you have a whole year to figure out what to do with your $20 plus um, potato peelers, then once you, either once you get them, you need to relabel them and send them to uh, the FBA facility. And there's like a whole tutorial on how to do that on Amazon. It's going to cost you freight one way or the other. Uh, maybe you could convince the supplier to do a free freight program where if you buy over a certain amount, they give you free freight. It goes to Amazon. Granted that they're cool with you sending it directly to Amazon because you promised to do something great for them in the future. Um, you are still not out money. You're, it's just on credit. You've probably, you're probably about a month and a quarter in, something like that, maybe a month and a half. The items get to Amazon. Great. Now the items are on Amazon and FBA. You are at the very, very bottom of the mall. No one knows about you. You know, Andrew's potato peeler is just chilling. (laughs) And no one's buying it right now. And you're just like, oh, how do I get this thing to sell? Well, Amazon bases uh, a bulk of its ranking based on ratings, right? So if a thousand people liked some potato peeler and zero liked Andrew's potato peeler at the current time, clearly, if someone's searching potato peeler, they're going to show you the one that has a thousand. Mm-hmm. So you have two avenues here. And this is where you can either A, you're going to spend money either way. You can go out and there are a few review sites where there are people who legitimately will leave your reviews. They either will buy the product from you or you can send it to them for free. These, by the way, again, limited time frame, limited time offer. These sites are going out, are disappearing. Amazon's changing the way it's ranking. So there are a few of them that do exist. Try your best. Um, They will fizzle out. So you can try to go get reviews. The more reviews you get, the higher you go up in the store. And then it's a catalyst, right? At that point, the more that you can grow, the faster you can, uh, I'm sorry, the more reviews you garner, the faster you'll grow. To do this, you actually have to lose some money. How? You're losing product. So if each one of your potato peelers is, so you're selling for 20 bucks and you paid five um, and you're going to give away 20 of them. How unfortunate you've just given away, you know, a hundred bucks worth of potato peelers. Mm. Yeah. Which could have amounted to, what do we say? 20 at 20 bucks, which could have been $400 uh, of potential revenue. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry you've burned, you know, a hundred dollars of your supply side. 
in the you know, best effort to try to market your product. That's yeah. You can do that. The other way that you can do this is that you can pay to play. Amazon's smart, just like Google, you know, Google's number one revenue source is AdWords. Mm -hmm. Amazon has their own AdWords where you can rank the product. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Anytime someone searches potato peeler, as long as you paid enough money for it, you will pop up on top. As long as your keywords are correct, etc. So you'll okay. probably start to garner some sales that way. So it's just like PPC. So now you're actually doing a little bit of marketing and spending some money. This is good. This is good from the perspective that you're getting more skin in the game. Mm. These are the, the spots that like you still can't take zero dollars and just completely have a success story on Amazon. You gotta pay somewhere. You gotta pay the piper in one way or the other. Could it be done on yeah. credit and you can recoup the money within 30 days and you can sell it fast enough to be break even? Sure. You can. Maybe that's your goal. And then by the time your credit card bill comes in, you've paid it off and then you have a little bit of extra already saved. Technically, you're not money out at that point. Mm. Uh, you're just cash flow positive only. So you can play that game. And uh, those are your two ways to try to start to rank. You're giving me an idea. For your book. Yeah, because if I use Amazon's PPC, it does nothing to cannibalize the audience that will sign up for the newsletter version of the book. It's just people on Amazon clicking around looking for those terms. Right. Not a bad so idea. You can, you can do something like that. I mean, and those are your options, but you know, in the world of e-commerce as well, if you launch your own product, granted that you can get a following, you're going to need to do, everyone needs to do AdWords, right? If you're going to be on Google whether you're a service business and you need geo-targeting or you make a product, you're going to have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so that's your way to pay to play. And that's where I, I start to like the idea that now you're no longer kind of this leech that's just going to make all this money free of charge and move on to the next industry and erode it. You're actually going to pay from a marketing perspective and there's going to be a cost of sale to each product that you sell going forward. Mm -hmm. Right. Once you have skin in the game, then you might make a better decision on you know, your next product that you sell. Maybe you'll say, well, yeah, I, I guess I'm good at this. Now I can start my own store. I've practiced marketing. I've done it for the first time. What's my next move? Design a store. Okay, maybe I can hire an agency. Maybe I can go through you know, a, a myriad of different processes. But the mm -hmm. point being behind it is that's when you transition to doing something with value add. Dude. Right. You've been doing this for 13 years, uh, like not like pre-Amazon, but very early Amazon. You've built your site. Um, I imagine you sell on Amazon as well. Um, mm -hmm. and, you, and you know the things that you're, you're selling and the people you're selling to. Have you stepped into refining products yourself? So we have a couple of times. Uh, we have done some private labeling or white labeling for products uh, that we've been great at. Uh, this is more on the TH Motorsports side because that company is very heavily, I wouldn't say influenced by their, the niche that it's in, but it serves the niche that it's in very well. So we've taken some products where we've said, okay, this works great. How do we make it better? What do our customers want out of it that the manufacturer currently does not want to do? They don't want to make it in the limited run. And so we have done that. But that's been all off Amazon. Everything there has been done by us through a community, uh, pushed through usually social uh, efforts. Okay. So that's kind of where, where that one goes. 
Man. Have, have I done a good job of answering? I think you've done a fantastic job. Make- I feel like you're a little deflated. Like <laughs> <laughs> You came back from your F1 show. You're in like a great mood. And then you're like, ah, I had to talk to Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. I mean, it's the truth, right? Like mm-hmm. you can either shy away. You know, you see so many people that give just this like very uh, vanilla self-help advice and it always sounds ultra pc no one ever wants to get into the ugly no one ever wants to talk about what doesn't make sense everyone just wants to talk about the perfect layup of the greatest business and usually the people that you hear talking are already successful so because they're successful you never really question what did they do to get there mm. you just go older oh, well, successful they know what they're talking about yeah and that's like and I mean, you guys know this is pretty well too. Um, I, you know, I've delved into the world of self-help, and I see how many people just are extorting it, like mm. horribly extorting it. That someone sent me—it's a guy who wrote a book about how to write a book and make money off writing books—and <laughs> and like the entire book, just he's talking about how to do people. It's like. All you need to do is just think of something you're good at and then every day put down a page of, um, of content and then look at that after, you know, as long as he sticks to that regimen, after 100 days, you'll have 100 pages and then go on Amazon and publish the book and then go out and, do spe- and speak at events and say, I'm a, you know, I've published this book and blah, blah, blah and create this, you know, and again, no offense, if you guys practice any of this, I know you wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's how I got famous. Yeah, I think to a degree, like if you if you know more than somebody else, that you can provide value to them. But Mm. there's definitely two different mindsets that you can go about it with, and there is there is definitely I am going to exploit this knowledge gap rather than I truly want to help. Yeah, thank you for laying it out for us, dude. Thank you so much for laying this out for us. (laughs) So I know you've got TH Motorsports (laughs) and Autoplicity. If anyone is into cars, I mean, obviously check that out. Uh, is there anything else you're working on that is useful to people that should check out? Yes. So for all those who are listening in the e-commerce world, um, I am what I call a late co-founder. So I joined on a email automation, yeah, email marketing company mm-hmm. uh, in lifecycle automation about four years ago, and I've absolutely fallen in love with it. So it's we target uh, companies who are looking to retain more customers. Uh, through different formats of automated email sends. What's it called? Rejoiner. So Rejoiner. for all those listening, www.rejoiner.com. Come check us out. Eddie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, so we'll have links in the show notes to Autoplicity, TH Motorsports, Rejoiner, and also to your Cora profile because there's a lot of really great stuff on there. Awesome. That's where Andrew found you. Upvote this, dude. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> For those of you who aren't on Quora, it is amazing. I discovered oh, it yeah. probably about nine, ten months ago. Ask any question, you will receive. It's yep. super addictive. So much, so much yeah. good stuff there. And they learn like the questions you ask, like what mm-hmm. you want to like read. So I started like clicking into tank stuff because I was just curious, and now <laughs> I just get like all this ridiculous like stuff on tanks. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're prepping for a date, like you're going out at night. And you're just like, man, what am I going to talk about today? Tanks. Go on Quora. Go put on yeah. tanks. Or just search the question, what do I do on a date? Mm. 
and a bunch of people will respond. Just look for you know the little image of like the best looking dude there is there and go, okay, <laughs> he's probably done well, so I should read what he's got. Maybe I can give you some crazy facts about the M1 Abrams. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, guys, so if you've got questions, I mean, Cora's a great place, but also... Uh, Andrew's email box is a great place if you have questions about personal finance listenmoneymatters at gmail.com is our email but you can also join our community of money nerds over at listenmoneymatters.com slash join so also our toolbox is over at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox if you want to find our favorite money management resources and books and that's all we got so until next week uh, thanks for listening we'll see you in the next episode and Eddie thank you again for being on the show you got it guys later have a great night later guys Tell your friends about this show. We'd like to thank SoFi for supporting the show. If you have debt, you should make it cheaper. Visit SoFi.com for details. Taking care of business every day.